everybody, I'm Ashley Graham, and this is Pretty Big Deal, where confidence is key. Every episode, I get to pick the brains of brilliant, inspiring, honest, new and old friends who are a pretty big deal. Today, we are talking to the dynamic Emily Ratajkowski, AKA Emrana. In this episode, we talk about her career, business, and her insane work ethic. Emily Ratajkowski is in the house. What's up? Thank you for coming to PBD. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, it. I really wanted you for season one, yeah. and it just didn't work out. So it's this cool. is making me so happy. I feel that like you're, you're here. an expert now in interviewing, and like it's meant to be. I am not an expert, but definitely uh, you're an expert. Thank you. I just have to say that. I mean, and I've told you this before, and maybe we've had many drinks when I've told you this, but every time I see you out, it's like you are the good vibes girl. It doesn't oh, matter sweet. if we're like sardines in a club or like bored at a party mm. or we're on a red carpet. You're always the same person. Mm. You're always like down to just have a real conversation. Mm. You're super normal. You've never made me feel like, oh, I'm going to hang out with them and not you. Yeah. You're just like a normal chick. I know. I wish I was, like, better at that bullshit. I'm just not. So I've accepted that. It's really nice because I do feel like with you, I have, like, such a genuine connection. And with other people in the industry, like, I don't have too many of those surface level, like, oh, we're best friends kind of mm-hmm. thing. Which, like, maybe is a bad thing for my career, but, like, ultimately better for my soul. I think soul is, like, the first thing that we have to take yeah. care of. And then there are so many games that we have to play. Yes, And correct. I think that playing the games gets to be, like, so obnoxious. And that's what yeah. gives us the anxiety and the pressure. And the Yeah, and that. that's why you freak out on a Monday morning and are like, I'm not coming to work. I can't handle it. Just did it. Yeah. Can't do it. That's good, though. I mean, it's really important to also give yourself breaks. I was just telling Emily about how I had to actually take a break. And yeah. I actually told this whole crew right behind you guys yeah. that I just couldn't make it in. So I, it's it's important. Do you yeah. ever have to do things like self-care, that? Self-care, man. Uh, totally. I'm trying to get better at like being more consistent with the self-care so I don't have days where I have meltdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think our job is really hard and you've done such a good job and it really inspires me of like not just being a mannequin, right? Like you're not just a model who just represents like her body and who she is. You stand for so much more and that's also like really good for your soul. It is. Still, that doesn't mean that we don't have moments where we're just being a mannequin, right? right. So like, well, we have to I, pay the bills. Yeah, that's the truth. So I try to find that balance of like, you know, having good conversations with people, working on my stuff that's really fulfilling and then like making money. Yeah, I know yeah. that there's a statistic. It's like 40 to 60% of Americans now go to the doctor's office because of stress-related yeah. issues. And, and just, I can't imagine how many women that is. Like, yeah, I mean, hearing that statistic just kind of blew me away because yeah. if I don't have that morning routine of like wake up prayer meditation mm-hmm. set my intention mm-hmm. i'm not going to go into the day and have a good one 100%. do you have do you have like a daily thing that you do i write which is um really good sometimes i wake up and like if my husband's still asleep i'll literally just open notes on my phone and like go off other times it'll be like in the afternoon if i have a break it really just depends obviously our schedule is constantly changing but you know i'm 28 i've been working in this industry i started model i signed with ford when i was 14 so like it's a long, long journey. And people always used to say to me about being a model, like, oh, well, there's an age limit. Like, there's a time limit. Like, it's like athletes, da, da, da. And I was always like, that's so fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. that's some sexist ages bullshit. Like, that makes me mad. And then 
now that I'm 28, I'm like, oh no, like human beings actually can't physically survive being just seen for their appearance for this amount of time. And like, <laughs> that's why by the time you hit 30, you're like, I gotta find something else, you know? So I've been really mindful of that and like trying to, you know, as all women have to sort of do, be more than just our image, our body, like be conscious of that struggle. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm so glad. I mean, just to share the fact that you're writing, that's that's cool. Yeah, it's good. I mean, even if it is just for me, like it's But that's all it so needs to be. It doesn't need to be for anybody yeah, else. Yeah. So I think the first time you and I met was mm. actually at a Sports Illustrated party. Is that and right? It, I was it, were you in SI one time? Yes. Or two? Okay. Uh, two, two times. times. Yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because I wasn't actually in SI officially. Yes. It was just I Wait, was in an I'm ad. I'm like really remembering. I came up to you. Yes, at uh-huh. the party. Yeah. And, and I, I was, was like, like, this girl. And yes. you were so nice to me. Oh. And you were like, I just wanted to congratulate you. Yeah. And I was like, thanks, girl. Like, I was so shy because I felt I like. you were shy. Oh, well, thanks. You were super <laughs> Um, you. you have just been the same, and I'm just going to keep going always Ooh, back to that. You've really always nice. just been the same. And anybody who's listening and watching, like, Emily Ratajkowski, Imrata is a real down chick. Um, but, you know, a lot of us know you from the music video. Yeah. I want to know what happened before. How did—where did you start? You said you were at Ford at 14. Yeah. I signed at Ford at 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. And where were you? Uh, New York. Okay, okay. I so, mean, I was living in Nebraska. Right. Okay, so um, I was one of—I'm an only child. My parents, like, made me do—like, I had soccer, ballet, like— piano, theater, painting class. Like, I was really lucky. They really wanted me to try everything. And the thing that I really fell in love with was theater. So I was doing that. I was, like, a total theater nerd from, like, the age of 9 to, like, 13. Not musical theater, like, theater, theater. Theater darling. Um, Theater darling. And uh, I had an acting coach who was like, oh, I think she should really consider getting an agent in L.A. And, you know, at that point, I was getting to that age where it was, like, my parents were like, you need to start, like, making your own money and, like, having... Mm -hmm you know extra money for lunch like I'd ask my dad for $200 to go shopping it's like you can't do that when you're 14 you gotta start learning responsibilities so uh we went up to LA and I signed with an acting agent and like kind of unprompted she just called Ford because I was living in San Diego so I was close to LA and she was like you gotta meet this girl so my mom was kind of like okay I guess we'll go over there and they signed me on the spot which was cool and it paid for a year of college it set up my whole life I mean my parents were school teachers so it was a pretty sick job like I went to public high school but I was able to not work at a cafe right 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 I'd take some time off school go up to LA like work for a catalog, do that whole thing. And then I went to UCLA for art, actually. uh, But that was 2009. That was when the economy just completely imploded. So all my friends were, like, really smart, who I respected, who were older than me, were, like, moving back to my hometown and moving into their parents' basement. And I was, like— Back to San Diego. Yeah, and and, and getting jobs in cafes, even though they had, like, college degrees and were, like, mad smart. And um, I realized, like, oh, shit, I better, like, capitalize on this— opportunity I have. And that's when I left UCLA and I started modeling full-time. Wow. So you only went to one year of college. I only went to one year of college dropout. And if it weren't for 2009, the original plan would have been Yeah, I think I would have stayed. I Mm -hmm. think I would have stayed. I was also really afraid of student loan debt. I was like, what? And also I was 18 and like being flown all over the world to like meet new people. And so it was a much better, more appealing option for me at that point. Have you always, I mean... I know that you have always been known as a sexy girl. Yeah. But have you used it as a superpower or have you felt like it's kind of hurt you in some ways? 
both. Um, I think that I have a really complicated relationship to being sexy. I -hmm. think that I have definitely found incredible power in it just for myself like being empowered for myself I'm not talking about power and like how much money I made or my career I mean like in feeling good and powerful in my body I've definitely been able to do that I also think there's another side of me that's like every woman where it's like I'm so much more than just that Mm -hmm. so it's both Mm -hmm. that's the answer I feel it because you know I think that something else we have in common is that we've both always been put in this box of you're the sexy girl regardless of size regardless of age or whatever it is like when you're put in a box in fashion you stay in that box and it's hard to put us in an editorial light or in a business light and I know Katie Grand has been obsessed with you oh yeah no I owe her so much for like making that jump to fashion for me. It was really her. She's incredible. Yeah, it was her. And honestly, Kareen gave me the cover of CR. So it was both of them. Um, They just kind of like said like, no, we see this girl as more than that, which was really cool. Um, But yeah, it's an uphill battle. You know that even fashion models, because they're not necessarily as womanly, are allowed to be in more spaces than really, like, outwardly sexy, very womanly models are. I feel like people think of us as, like, too outspoken sometimes, too. Oh, yeah. Because we come in, like, with our sexy look mm-hmm. and our big tits. And, and our, our style, like, our personal We show it off. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into, we're both wearing in a Murata. Yes, you look so fly. Ah! I'm dead. I've actually never seen this combo of this, like, little shirt with the dress. I'm really? dead. You're what do adorable. people usually wear with it? They'll just do it with jeans and stuff. Oh, my gosh. You look so good. Thank you. Well, maybe I'll wear it with my pregnant belly out. Oh, my God. I would be dead. Like a a pant that goes under. I got to find pants that go under. Yeah. Because maternity jeans suck. I'm so curious. Like, how is that journey? You're going to be fine Uh because you're so little that, that like, you'll just— scares me, though. But, like, you'll just, like, have this little baby bump that pops out. and not? Or I'll be like— <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Sebastian will be, like, into it. He'll uh, be like, yeah, my thick yeah, chick, baby. I'm not mad about it. I'm just more like, <laughs> it's probably pretty crazy to have, like, a little baby inside you growing. No, right? trust me. When you feel the baby kick for the first yeah. time, then you're like, oh, it's real. Right. Like, that—for me, that's when it clicked. Does it feel good? I'm sorry. I know this no, is a I don't podcast, care. but I'm actually just really yeah. curious. Like, does it feel good to be pregnant or does it feel a little bit like an alien hostile force has taken over your body? I'm so curious. my experience yeah. has been that there's somebody taking over my body yeah. and I've always had full control over my body. Right. And you know, as a model, yeah. we have had people try to create agency over who we yes. are. And, and our we, bodies. Yeah. Yes. And we have always taken the reins back. Yeah. You and I specifically. Mm-hmm. But now there's this creature inside of me who is like, ah, ah, I get first dibs. Yes. It's a little bit of a mind fuck. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious because I feel like in private, women who've had babies tell me stories and they show me pictures of their boobs and they like really go in. And when you posted that picture of like the new stretch marks yeah. on your body, I was like, thank God, because... No one has talked to me about this stuff, really. And no one talks about it openly. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Amy Schumer, who was on your podcast, right? She talks about it a lot. But, like, even she kind of always has to say the thing of, like, but I'm so grateful and I'm so, you know. And it's, like, I just want to hear, like, woman to woman, like, what is that like? That day that I posted that Instagram photo, I had actually been crying that whole week. And it was, I was still hiding my pregnancy. Right. Which really sucks to hide it. I bet. And, because you feel like you have a dirty secret. Yeah. And then the other thing is you feel like people just looking at you like you got fat. 
And although who cares, right. there still is the stigma of like, I'm I'm sitting at a breakfast table. I look over and there's these people staring at me and they're having a full blown conversation discussing if they think that I'm fat or pregnant. And I can hear the whole thing. Did you say anything? I didn't because I was so emotional that I, I knew it. I would I, start I mean, crying. You don't need to like stand up for every time. Right. And it's hard to stand up for every time. Yeah. So I actually had just finished yoga and I was curled up in a ball mm. and I looked at, I was like taking a picture of myself and I looked down and I was like, it kind of looks like a Jenny Seville photo huh. or painting. I love that. Right? And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. And I That's took so a picture, cool. one photo, posted it because wow. I knew yeah. that wasn't for me. Right. It was for someone else. Right. And boom. And then did it feel good for you yeah, to, 100%. to get all that feedback? Justin was so confused. Yeah. He was like, you were just crying yesterday. And you're like, well, I'm in a new, it's a new day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And now I, I feel better. And yeah. now, you know, it's out in the world. I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. But that's so cool. I mean, that to me is another way of me showing, like you showing me how you've always taken agency and you've always taken the narrative and you've made it your own and you've made it so that it feels good to you. And mm-hmm. that is so inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you've done that too Thanks. so brilliantly and you've done it through your brand and Yeah. I'm saying it right, yes, right? You okay. Are. Yeah, yeah. How did you come up with the name? I really wanted it to be not an Emrata. I didn't want it to be my name, but I liked the idea. I've always liked Rata, I like the way it sounds. I like Emrata in general. Like I hear it and I'm like, "Oh, that's got a good little It's ring a good to nickname. It. it was yeah, it was my nickname. That was it. Um so I wanted to find something that was sort of similar and Emrata spelled a little differently in Italian means like a female lover or or like kind of a muse. And I liked the idea of women being like their own muses, their own lovers, like self-love, all that stuff. So it feels like I'm like explaining a tattoo that I got that like means a lot. And like, I'm not doing a good job of it, but like it actually is, the the name does mean a lot. So it's Italian. Yeah. I love that because I was looking at it and I was like, in, I'm in mm-hmm. Amorata. I mean, I also, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I so took like my interpretation, <laughs> but there is meaning behind it. I really love that. Oh, thanks. So what inspired you to make an Amorata? I had done a couple licensing deals. My name and my likeness was being used by these companies and they were, you know, I think there was a really big transition. You probably felt it too, where all of a sudden you weren't being used as like a model. You're being used for your Instagram, for your creative direction, for uh, your perspective on the world and your branding ability. And then I'd get these checks and I'd be like, wait, that's that percentage? Like, that's pretty good for me, but that means they're making so much money. You know, we'd have creative differences sometimes with like design or branding or marketing. And I was just like, I could do this myself. But then also I grew up in San Diego and grew up in a beach culture, which Mm -hmm. was like part of the reason that I like accepted and loved my body so much and celebrated my body. And so I love the idea of making bathing suits almost for like my younger self. What were brands that inspired you to do it? Uh, or like, was there inspiration from brands? Because I'm sure the inspiration came from, I want to own, mm-hmm. I want full yes. control. Yes. But is there like inspiration? Like, where do you gather it from? Because you're, what do you call them on Instagram? Is this uh, Saved folder files. Save folder yeah. files on the stories. Those can't go away. Yeah. No, I'll keep doing it. Okay, I just had you. a busy week, but I'll do it. I'll keep doing it for you. Thank you. Um, you know, when you're studying art, like obviously my dad is a painter, my mom's an English professor, but I've always been a really visual person. I was always like saving things, collecting things. I used to collage a lot. So the idea of like the creative aspects of running a brand and like branding were very appealing to me. So there wasn't really a specific 
brand, but there are a lot of like reference images that I sort of collected that were like, this is our girl, this is our world. I was almost thinking like not brand, but person because I should have said Kathy Ireland. Yes. Because she actually presented the award to you at Daily Front Row. And it was Entrepreneur of the Year. Yeah, it was so surreal to have her there. (sighs) How did you ask her to present that award to you? Well, it was interesting because, you know, we're thinking about starting to um, talk to VCs and like go down that world. So I was talking to a different people and they were like, you know, you know, Kathy Ireland's story and I was like what like she's cool she did SI right which is what so many people think about her uh, when they think about Kathy Ireland they're like oh yeah like poster child for Sports Illustrated then I look her up and I'm like um what she has a billion dollar company so I educated myself this was like months and months like maybe six months ago And I kind of got obsessed with her um, and her story. And so when Daily Front Row approached me about having someone give me this award, I was like, well, dream would be Kathy Ireland because goals. Mm -hmm. And then you're friends with her, right? Yes. So how did you kind of get into that? Justin Uh had been telling me for years that I'm like Kathy. Yeah. And that's what a good partner does. They inspire you to be someone you feel like you maybe couldn't even like see yourself in the same world as. And he kept saying, get her number get her number wow. call her and I was like there's no way in hell she'd answer my number or my phone call finally I called Ivan Bart president mm-hmm. of IMG and was like I need to talk to Kathy Ireland mm-hmm. he's like about what I was like she needs to be my mentor and I tweeted her oh. And she tweeted me back. Wow. And then she said, you know, we're both, we both come from same, like, upbringings of, like, very Christian. Yeah. And, like, I was like, girl, Christian girl, one to another. Next thing you know, I invited her to something. She came. She invited me to something. Wow. And, I mean, she is the epitome of where I want to take my brand. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's so smart. I mean, I actually, like, when we sat down at lunch, I really was like, okay, tell me everything. Like, how'd you start? <laughs> Whatever. And it's interesting, like, you know, I think it's the same thing with you, too, like, that I've, I related so much to her. Is like, she just wanted to work. She was like, modeling is a great way to make some money to do other things. And that's where my head was always at. Like, yes. that's why I even, like, decided to pursue it full time. Um, and that's just, like, so cool to see how she has turned this thing that could have been just very simple, like put the money in your bank account, whatever, and built this huge, huge business, billion-dollar business. She's an empire. So I mean, modeling is a platform. Yes. So in a Murata mm-hmm. is, what's the size range? We go all the way up to XXL. I so, love it. Yeah, we do XX small. We do, like, the whole, run the whole gamut. But uh, it's been pretty amazing. I mean, we've been able to have, like, really special people in it. We had Judith Light. We've had Lena Dunham. We've had you. Um, like, so many people have worn our clothes but like just like if it's starting to feel like a community of women for women and I love that so much well when I put it on everybody on my crew was like oh I love that set oh it's it's so it's so chic it's so this I love it good so you're a business owner yes I am I gave a couple percentage points to my very good friend who now does a lot of the manufacturing production side of it. Other than that, it's all me. I own all of it. A hundred percent. I mean, except for Kat yes. is your other. Yes. Okay. Who is one of my best friends. And, um, 
my partner, and it's all self-financed, so. And how many employees are there? There's one employee, so we're really basically— Wait, so it's mm, you, Kat, and one employee? Yes, and then, like, three interns <laughs> that kind of rotate out. Okay, I need to understand, you know, I'm building businesses yeah. as well, and I want to know, like, how you built this. What's the structure like? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> like, it's a lot of trial and error. I'm mm -hmm. sure you've experienced that. Our production's actually all in L.A., which is really amazing, so it's all American-made. Our pick-and-pack is very close there. Our offices in Brooklyn, and I do sort of all the creative strategizing for the year, like all the designing. We don't have a design team, so I draw everything. I pick the fabrications. I pick the prints, and then Kat really works closely with production to make sure that everything is delivered. But I'm like, yeah, we're it. We're it. How do you trust yourself to do something? Because you drop a Because I don't trust anyone else. That's why. <laughs> we have, like, this joke, and I actually was telling Kathy about it, where we're like, trust no one, trust no one. And every time we delegate, we're like, shit, trust no one. Like, it's always a lesson that, like, we just care so much. And I think as women, you are taught to be like, oh, I don't know about that. So you teach me. You teach me. And eventually I just realized, like, no, I can learn and I can, like, do it better. And I care more than anyone else would. So I'll maybe do a better job. But at some point we're going to have to start delegating, like, pretty damn soon. So. I mean, I can't imagine you're a supermodel. You're a businesswoman. You're an activist. Yeah. You're an actress. You're a wife. Like, mm. all of a sudden it just, like, dog turns. Mom. You're a dog mom. <laughs> you're a mommy. Yeah. Like, it just turns into a lot. It's definitely a lot. I mean, that's why you have to take the time to do the stuff of, like, writing and, like, self-care and all that stuff. So, What has surprised you the most in, in a Murata? What I would say is, like, trusting myself has been so rewarding. And that is really scary because when I was trusting myself, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be that girl who put all this money into this thing and all this energy and it's going to, like, blow up in my face and I'm going to be so mad at myself, you know? And instead, every time I've sort of listened to someone else, my experience has been like, hmm, that wasn't—like, listening to my gut has only served me well. It's basically been the best lesson. And I hope I, like, take that into every area of my life, so. I always tell myself to remember what my gut says. Yes. And I've done a lot of gut checks, and my gut never steers me wrong. It doesn't. And I think, like, something is in our DNA or in our programming to make us— want to question that and I've just found time and time again that that's not right. Okay, I still want to talk about the business. Yeah. And please. how did you educate yourself on building it? Oh, I literally read like how to build a company for dummies. Like that was one of the things. Wait, you got the yellow. Uh-huh. Oh my I god. I also um just asked I like used whatever resources I had, like my friend's brother-in-law, other women entrepreneurs I knew. I also like looked at businesses I had modeled for and was like, how do they work this? How do they do this? Like, what's this person's job? Why were they doing that? Um, how did they expand? Like, what is what makes this brand really work? So I just like did a lot of research and then trial and error. Okay. Yeah. Like you said at Daily Fronts, I want you to flex. Oh, my God. Flex okay. for the numbers, honey. Well, we've been in the green since day one, which is a really big deal for our company. Explain um, what everybody— That means everybody that, that means. the money that we put in, we have we received back almost immediately. Um, How much money did you put in? Well, it's kind of hard to say because in the first—it's been cumulative, right? Okay. And, like, for the first year, we only sold six styles of bathing suits and, like, different prints, but that was it, which is also another reason I love Kathy because she started with socks. Socks. I know. So sometimes— 
sometimes it's just about like building a customer base. That's the most important thing. We have been in the seven figure range. We only have one point of sale. So it's just D to C. It's just from, from our website, which is also another really big deal. And all of your branding is only on social media. Only social media. So if you follow Emily Radikowski, Emrata, or Enamorata, Enamorata, yeah. Then you're getting the swimsuits. Yes. And now you have body. Yes. You have which is what you're wearing. I'm wearing body yachty. So body is sort of like it's sort of ready to wear, but it's also like lingerie. The whole idea is like of an emirata is like it's a girl who like maybe accidentally would like wear a bathing suit top to like go get coffee in the morning. That's how confident she is, right? So the whole world is sort of around that. But we're expanding into other categories by the end of this year, which is really exciting. It's been really incredibly good. <laughs> That's what I would say. So yeah, when I said it to Daily Front Roads, I was like, I didn't really want to do it. My publicist was like, you got to drop some numbers. Like, this is a moment for you to drop numbers. I was like, okay, guys, bear with me. I'm going to flex a little bit. And I heard you go, woohoo! And I was like, okay, let's do this. And I like, and then I dropped it all. You like gave me that I had confidence. To. I had to, because I know as a businesswoman yeah. that it's like, it's all about the numbers. Yeah. Nobody will take you seriously until no. you tell them the numbers. Yeah, and it's just basically the main thing that we're doing, which is so exciting, is building this customer like base that, you know, most people have to pay a lot of money for customer acquisition. We don't because we have this incredible platform to jump off of. And our rate of customer acquisition is really impressive too. So that's what makes us special right now. That's it's amazing. amazing. I'm just, I'm so excited Thanks. for you. And I'm, Thanks. There's I'm so much to you. do still. There's I mean, so much to do. Where still. do you see in Amarada going? Um, I mean, I'd like us to be like take I'd like us to be a household name. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be the go to for like a simple dress or like a bathing suit or lingerie and other things as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my goal. Because when I was first starting in, I was like, I don't even know where I go to go buy a bathing suit or mm -hmm. to go buy a bra. I'm not really behind Victoria's Secret. There isn't one brand that speaks to me for swim that's like chic but also sexy. And even just like basic dresses, it's like, yeah, okay, there's Zara, there's whatever. Whatever, but like there just isn't a place that I'm like I know whatever I get there is going to be cute and mm -hmm. like cool and it's going to fit you well yes so. none of this needed tailoring everything that I good. put on needs tailoring and oh that makes me so happy no tailoring wow. I, I like this rib it's a good rib it is really good do you feel like now people are taking you seriously because you have a business and you're a business woman in the fashion industry no <laughs> <laughs> damn it I mean Yes, but I'm hard on myself, and I think that the ways that I want to be um, taken seriously and respected are still yet to come. That's the truth. You know, I'm glad you said that because I feel like I've worked so hard, yeah. and and I see you working just as hard, if not yeah. harder, just to get these people to be like, oh, oh you're I'll fuck with you. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. there's so many people who aren't still yeah. shooting us, working no. with us. Yeah. And it's like, how far do we have to go to prove ourselves? Yeah. And then I checked myself. I was mm. like, who cares about them? Yeah. You're in the fashion industry and you're creating it in your own way. Yeah. And it made me feel a little bit better because I'm like, oh, well, then I'm just I'm going to be that business chick. Yes. And I'm going to be like the Cathy's and the Tyra's. Uh -huh. and well, you just do it yourself. Exactly. And I find that really exciting and almost more fulfilling. Like, I don't necessarily want to check boxes that everyone's looking for me to check. You know what I mean? Yes. I want to find my own way. So you're right. Like, maybe it sounded like I was saying negatively, like, oh, I haven't still been taken seriously. But it doesn't no, actually— I get it. 
bother me because those people, I don't even want their, like, I don't want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. A hundred percent. We don't want it. We don't want it. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it, though. We That's don't need the it. Truth. They need us. I mean, I was working for a long time before I really was able to be like, wait a second. Like, I'm good at more than just being, like, pretty against a wall and, like, making clothes look good. Like, I'm building a brand. Like, I'm branding myself. That's something that, like, people get paid a lot of money to do at very important companies that I respect. Mm -hmm. So, like, instead of just trying to write myself off as this, like, thing— I started to really feel like powerful. And that is the beautiful part about being alive in 2019. It's a whole new um, confidence in yes. yourself. Yes. Your work ethic is 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 amazing. I mean, Where does it come you. from? Well, my therapist would say scarcity <laughs> <laughs> and like deep trauma. Um, Truth. But, <laughs> Truth. But um, I think, yeah, I have like a hunger inside of me. I, I just have so much I want to do. And like, it's not satisfying to me to not, be moving towards those things at all times. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess that's where it comes from. I also have very hardworking parents. Like, I come from a family of uh, middle class, like, school teachers, lawyer, like, people who worked really, really hard. And yep. that was just in our, like, nature. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Sebastian. Yes. You've been married just over a year? I mean, it'll be two years in February. Two years I in know. February? Crazy, right? Time flies. Okay, how did you meet? We met through friends in L.A. at, like, a pool party, like, I don't know, maybe four years ago now. And we became friends. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. I love him so much. <laughs> I think people were so surprised to see yes. you get married so quickly at they City were. Hall. yes. I mean, yet another very Emrata, like— Well, very my, my own thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were. I don't know. It was really nice, like, when people talk about weddings. Like, I have so many friends who've got married and whatever. They're like, oh, I'm so stressed. And, like, how am I going to, like, you know, see everyone? And then after the wedding, they're like, it was cool, right? Uh— I didn't really have fun. And so what was so nice about City Hall was just, like, it was for us. It was with our close friends. We I put on a Zara suit and, like, a funny hat that I had custom made. <laughs> and we just went down there, and it was a real, like, private moment for us. And no one found out about it until, like, the afternoon when I got a call from my publicist being like, Hello? <laughs> And my famous line, my husband can't get out. Because I was like, I'm, I'm going to wear a hat. And everyone was wearing suits, even my girlfriend. So I was like, they don't know it's me. They don't know that I'm the one getting married, you know? And I have a hat. Like, who even can recognize me? And so she calls me and she's like, did you get married at City Hall? And I was like, I had on a hat. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> and Siba was like, I think the hat kind of like made you more conspicuous. Oh, man. But it was really nice. Like those four or five hours were just like for us. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, isn't yeah. that crazy? You can only have four or five hours that are yeah. sacred. Mm -hmm. I guess that is. I never thought about it that way. But it was that way. So it was really nice. And marriage is awesome. We've talked isn't about it? this before. I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I know Justin loves you. Yeah, I love Justin. And you're just so I'm sweet. I'm such a fan of Justin. <laughs> I really am. You guys have been like my like little like cup. I like third wheel it sometimes with you guys. I know. It's really me, fun. It's really, I really appreciate it. No, 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 no. I mean, I hope we get to do double dates. Oh, for sure. How, for sure. how did you know? that Sebastian was the one because I loved him so much and he scared me a lot which I think is also a way that you know that you really because if you if you're scared of someone and you also love them that means the love is real big because mm. like you're putting away your own like fears to be with someone and yeah we just like knew and there was a sort of moment of like we're gonna make a family 
just like us two. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about kids. I'm just saying like a <laughs> partnership. And that that moment of like saying those vows, I always kind of, I have issues with marriage in general and like never really was one somebody who was like, I'm definitely getting married. I, d- I didn't feel that way. But now I get it because it's just sort of this like promise that does feel more concrete than when you're not. That's what, when my girlfriends are like, should I go marry and should I not? I'm like, this is all I can say. Like, there's this level of commitment and like a deal you've made that's just really um, powerful. Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest, it's one of the biggest deals you can make. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's a really big deal. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's there and you work for it. And like, it's, it's fun and it's hard. And it's like, just living man yeah i mean the first two years of marriage i don't know about yours but like ours were like oh this we have to figure this shit out oh yeah oh yeah and we hadn't lived together yet oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i mean that was basically us like and also just we're both only children so like a little selfish well i was actually (laughs) gonna say yes but also like there's no sibling like we kind of have to take on roles for each other's parents that are very specific you know, he also has his own business and, like, his own production company and is, like— And he's thriving. Yes, but also working so hard. And so, like, having that kind of way of, like, supporting each other and, like, sacrificing at times to be there for the other person and all that stuff, it's major. It's mm-hmm. awesome, though. Like it I is. I don't know. If you can think about it that way and you can find another person who thinks about it that way, like, and you love them— Do it. Go for it. Go, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's so funny that people are so often surprised at your activism. Oh, yeah. But I you're know. the queen of the op ed. Like, I am. It, I got like four on my phone right now. Do you want me to read them real loud? No. Really? No. Where are you going to have them? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. You're like, hmm. Little things. I, I, where do you get the, I mean, I know, so now it's interesting mm-hmm. to know that the way you decompress is through writing. Yeah. And so, which makes 100% mm. uh, why, like, the correlation between that and your op-eds. Right. How do you want to use your platform to amplify issues that you care about? Ugh, I mean, you said it. It's like, how is the tricky part? Um, for me, I think about the world that I grew up in as a, as a young woman. And I can't even imagine like when I become a mother, especially to a daughter, but also to a son mm-hmm. wanting to make that world even better. But I'm so lucky to have these millions and millions of people who pay attention. And like, it's fun to share makeup. It's fun to share ba- bathing suits. It's fun to share all that stuff. But like, I'm never going to not be political. Politics are for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's what human beings, we have to be thinking about politics Mm -hmm. because they affect our way of life. So you don't need to be a politician to be talking about things like that. I mean, it was pretty badass when you got arrested with Amy. Yes. It's kind of an interesting thing, thing, though, because there were a lot of female police officers who were doing the arrests. And, you know, we were protesting Brett Kavanaugh, who has really had a history of being very awful to women. And really what him being a Supreme Court judge represented for me was the thing that I was protesting and what kind of message that sends to women Mm -hmm. about their stories and their value. And I was kind of like looking at these female cops and I'm like, how do you feel? <laughs> like, this is interesting. Like, we're in this house of, like, white men, and you're, like, arresting another woman for, like, kind of standing up for women. 
what's that like? You know, it was it was interesting. It was a very interesting experience. And just seeing how politics work, it's nasty. It's amazing to see. I think people get confused. They see this hot, sexy girl who mm-hmm. posts naked and in mm-hmm. swimsuits and mm-hmm. lingerie. And then she's like a feminist. Yeah. And she's an activist. Yeah. And do you find, what does that feel like for you? Because I think on one side, you know how you feel. Yeah. On the other side, there's people who are for you. Yeah. There's people who aren't about it. Yeah. What what has that transition from modeling into activism been like for you? I mean, it was never a transition for me. Like, they were Mm. both consistent. Like, they were always parts of me. Like, I think as women, we're so multifaceted. Like, I think that we, maybe more than men, are trained to sort of, like, play many, many different roles. And I feel that way in myself. Like, I feel like this, like— sexy mama who sometimes wants to like play it up and show the world and like own my body and you know for me like when I post a sexy photo in some way it feels like me taking like a reclaiming of the ways that I can't control the ways my images are used you know so for me it was always kind of I don't want to say that posting those photos is activism because it's not, but it's certainly some kind of expression of being a woman, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's complicated, but for me, there's no contradiction between how I dress or how I represent myself and having opinions. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, that's, that's the problem. And that's why I've gone so hard into that space because I'm like, the fact that you guys are pointing this out, that's where the evidence is that sexism is so alive and well. Mm-hmm. That if you see a woman who's at all sexy or represents herself in that way you assume that there's nothing else there which is just so crazy and like we cannot teach girls that if they want to be smart they have to shut off that other part of themselves they should be able to celebrate their bodies and like feel good and like sometimes how they feel good might be a response to misogynistic culture or patriarchal culture like wearing a lacy thong like that probably comes from some weird shit that I don't really want to think about, right? So it's super complicated. But my point is that feminism is about choice and women shouldn't be constantly being shamed. And I think we carry a lot of shame with us. So mm. for me, the one thing that women shouldn't have to worry about is like whether or not they're going to like show their tummy mm. to be taken seriously, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many people who just have issues with, like, a naked girl talking about social issues. But you just said, like, that's not your activism. But that's also the point. Yeah. Like, why do you have an issue with that? Why do you have an issue with that? Why do you have an issue with that? Why? Let's talk about (laughs) it. Why don't we have those people I could literally talk about this all day. I love it. I've talked about it for years and years. And I change. I'm changing. My perspective is evolving as I change and evolve, too. What's your new perspective on feminism today? We've got a long way to go. Mm -hmm. I think that for a minute there when Me Too was really like happening and, you know, you were talking, there was all these conversations around representation in Hollywood. I was kind of feeling like, wow, like we really are living in an era. But then you you live it and you're like, no, (laughs) we got a ways to go. I was just on set with a photographer I really love and he kept talking about like, well, these days got to be really careful. Got to be really careful. And it was like, boo-hoo. You know, and then I have like a 19 year old model, male model I'm modeling with who like unnecessarily like kind of sides his hand down too low. Those are the kind of thing. And I'm working with a client that like pays my bills. Right. So I don't want to be difficult. But I also am like, I need to stand for something right now. But the fact that it doesn't feel like, of course, like I feel like such an outspoken woman compared to so many people working in our industry. Right. And I still like had a minute of like, do I say something? 
you know? Because you don't want to be difficult. You don't want to be difficult. You don't want to And have... you feel like it's your fault. I'm sorry. I do. I'm like, well, I guess he felt like he could touch my butt. And something I did must have made him feel like that, right? Which is no way to think. <laughs> I still have moments like that, too. Yeah. I think that at a certain point in my life, I calloused myself off. And mm. I'm sure you did the same thing. Like, because that comes with wanting to work really hard. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to deal with this bullshit. And I'm going to, like, move on. But eventually, you realize that if you do that, you're allowing for them to repeat that behavior to other women. And it really is coming out of a protective feeling I have towards other women that I now want to be more outspoken about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, between modeling, mm. acting, designing, mm. a dog mom, a wife, <laughs> uh -huh. what else are you doing? Well, I'm writing. I mean, that's kind of the, the other thing I'm doing. I think that for me, and I'm sure you f feel the same way, like all of these things don't feel like separate categories when you're really being creative and like happy and thinking and using your brain and strategizing. So yeah, any way that I can do that, I do it. I love it. Yeah. What's big? What's next? I mean, the way that the company is expanding, I'm starting to produce my own film stuff, which I'm really excited about. That's cool. With this amazing producer, John Killick. You're um, in it? or I'm in it and I'm producing. Yes. So just trying to take the reins, girl. I love just that. Just trying to take the reins. Own it all. Yeah. Same to you. Thank you. Which you're doing. We, we have to. Yeah. This is and you're going to be an actual mom, not just a dog mom. <sighs> not just a dog mom. I know. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. You're going to be such a good mom. Aw, thanks. No, really. Okay, so at yeah. the end of every Pretty Big Deal, mm. we do a little bit of a lightning round. Okay. And I just want you to fill in the blank. Okay, great. Okay. Fine. I pretty much always... That's so general. This is hard. I know. Okay, what I do you do every day? I always drink black coffee every morning. Hot black coffee for uh, me too. Yeah, every day. I love that. A little addicted. What's the biggest lesson you've learned this year? Uh, to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest deal you've ever made? Like, I made a big deal out of this, or this is like a money deal, or I don't know. Biggest deal I've ever made is yet to come. I'm about to make real big deals <laughs> out of lots of things. <laughs> okay, Imrata is a pretty big deal, but I mm. want to know what is a pretty big deal to you? The female friendships I have in my life. I love that. Really close female friendships that I have are a really big deal to me. Mm -hmm. I get that, and mm. I love that, and I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Thank you, Emily Radikowski. Oh this was so, so much, awesome. Ash. You look yes. so good. You're so bed. sweet. Just to come and sit next to you in your presence you're while so you're cute. wearing an Emirata. Thank you. So exciting. All right, thank you so much for joining this Pretty Big Deal with Emily Radikowski. We want to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter, so make sure to go to Pretty Big Deal. And you never know, we might just be reading your comments right here, right now. Hey! Pretty Big Deal is produced by Pretty Big Deal Productions and OBB Sound. <laughs>